0: You may be seated, and uh, please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift of this day and for the opportunity to be together, to worship you, to give thanks for the grace, the help, the love that you shower upon us with abundance. God, we pray that in this week, as we reflect on this word that we have today, that your spirit would lead us to trust in you for all that we face and to know that in your hands our lives are secure. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I tell you, if you are a uh, follower of the uh, lectionary um, and you use that during your daily readings and so forth, you're probably a little bit confused as to why this was the lesson and the Gospels for today um, because it doesn't line up with what you've been reading to prepare for this Sunday. That's because these aren't the lessons assigned for this Sunday. These are the lessons assigned for next Sunday. Um, why did I move it ahead? Well, because we're about to embark on uh, a week of Vacation Bible School here at our church, and uh, the theme for that is the parable of the sower, which is all about sowing seed with abundance and the growth that God produces in our life. Well, the, the lessons for today were uh, at the end of that same chapter of Mark, where the parable of the sower begins. Uh, he ends with uh, stor- more stories about seeds, the mustard seed and so forth. Um, And so I thought, you know, we're going to do Parable of the Sower next week with Vacation Bible School. Um, But I didn't want to miss this text. And I thought, if we get seeds and sowing and growth, we can hold that off for next week, but we cannot replace this story of Jesus calming the storm at sea. That was the assigned text for next Sunday. So... I moved it. Uh, I'm not sure if I need to write to the uh, Vatican to do that or someplace, but uh, um, we'll, we'll, we'll go with grace today and say this is, this is where God has led us. Because I think this story of Jesus calming the stor- storm at sea is one that... Uh, has really captured the heart of so many in our world over time, over uh, at at different times in our life, because not only do we experience storms, how many of you like, uh, love uh, listening to the sound of thunder and wind and rain? Uh, Yeah, I I just, I love that. Uh, I love that right up until the moment when it becomes absolutely terrifying, right? (laughs) And you've been at that moment, right? I remember growing up being excited about the storm and uh, kind of hanging out with my brother. Uh, I remember my brother John. I don't know if Jess was around at the time or he was off doing something else. But, but my brother John and I, I remember being in the dining room, uh, and, there was, and it started just downpouring outside, and we were, kinda, we were inside, and so we were just watching it pour buckets, and we were excited, and there was thunder and stuff. And then all of a sudden there was that, that next thunderclap, the one that literally shook the foundation of the house, everything, my mom's china cabinet, everything was rattling, and John and I went from being all excited to being on the floor climbing for the table, (laughs) right? To, To hide because of the power of that storm. We know how quickly it can change. We've experienced that in our own life, in the power of the weather and the storms uh, that that roll through. And it is awe-inspiring and terrifying all at once. That's exactly the words that are used in in our our gospel story today when the disciples start talking about uh, their experience of this storm. Uh, at sea, uh, and on the Sea of Galilee with Jesus. But we know too, it's not just about weather. The storm for us becomes that metaphor for the storms that we face in our life. For the, the fearful things that, that sometimes seem like we can handle them and then quickly turn from, from I can get through this, it's going to be tough, to I need help. I cannot do this on my own. Lord, save me from the storm. The disciples experience all of that in this story today. And we, too, come through those storms. And the key to it all is the one who is in our boat. Jesus. Who... Who suggests to the disciples in the first place? Let's take the boat out. <laughs> it's been a long day. They've—he's been teaching and preaching and healing. Uh, they've fed the masses, and an evening has come. And Jesus says, "Let's just let's go out on the water. Let's take the boat out. We'll we'll just relax at sea." And Jesus does exactly that, doesn't he? He goes out on the water. He falls asleep. The disciples are panicked with the waves as they are crashing. The boat's about to be swamped. They turn and they see Jesus. He's asleep in the stern, which, by the way, is the place where the one who's driving the boat should be, right? At that time, at the stern, the back of the boat, that's where you would steer it from. And Jesus is back there. And is he worried about steering into the waves and making sure that everything is just right? No, he's not worried about a thing. He's asleep on the cushion. And the disciples see that as a, a, a problem, right? Jesus, don't you care that we are perishing? It's not that Jesus doesn't care. Jesus just knows something they've forgotten. He knows that as frightening and terrifying, as big as the storm might seem to them, it's nothing compared to who he is. It's nothing compared to the power that is at work in him. It's nothing compared to the power that shaped the world and formed its boundaries to begin with. That's the sentiment that we hear in our first lesson from Job today. Which, by the way, if you've got one of our Summer in the Box uh, sets, uh, once we get to July, um, almost all of the readings for the month of July um, are from Job as we celebrate God's creation. And they start with this, this section that we have today. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Who shut in the sea with doors? When it burst out from the womb, when I made the clouds its garment and thick garden garments its swaddling band. We don't often think about Job as being full of stories of creation we we focus on the suffering of job which happens first that's job's storm and then at the end of the the book of job you get these you get several chapters where god addresses job and it starts with where we are today then the lord answered job out of the whirlwind out of the storm Job has been through that whirlwind and God comes to him in the storm. And his word is, the storm isn't as powerful as the one who makes it. The one who stands above it. The one who can speak and change it in a word. One of the things that really struck me this week as I heard this gospel text from Mark uh, again and I was reading it and thinking about what am I going to say about this story this week is is there's a, a phrase right at the beginning, and leaving the crowd behind they took with him, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was other boats were with them I can tell you honestly, I don't think I ever noticed that it says other boats were with them. Um, can you imagine this storm happening? You being out on the sea in, in the boat and, and turning and looking to the stern, as terrifying as it is to see Jesus asleep in the, in the stern of the boat at that moment, how much more so to turn and look to the stern, to the place to where the one who is driving the boat should be and see that it's not Jesus. How comforting is it to be able to know that he's the one driving your boat, even if it seems like he's just asleep at the wheel? We've been there, haven't we, in those metaphorical storms of our life that we've Said to ourselves like the disciples who were fishermen, most of them who said when Jesus said, "Let's take the boat out," they're like, "Yeah, we know how to do that, right? We can handle this. Go, to, go, go, uh, rest, rest, Jesus. You can. We've got this, right." We've been there in our own life. We've gone out and then the storm starts to to well up and our immediate response is always the same as the disciples. Well, we know, know. We know how to handle this. We've been out here before. But before long, as we know how to handle it, what happens? Help! Help! Don't you care that we are perishing? And we turn and we look And that's the moment where it becomes clear to you what is so vitally important. The one whose boat you get into is the one with Jesus in it. That's the boat you want to be in. And you might say, Jesus, how come you're not getting up and doing something about this storm? I need your help right now. But what you need most of all to see is that Jesus is in the boat with you in that storm. As soon as you know that, you can take comfort because the one who stands above the storm stands in it with you. There's one more interesting thing that happens in this story that I think we cannot miss. It's that when Jesus does speak, when they rouse Him from His sleep, and He speaks and He says what? Peace, be still. And immediately the storm ceases and, and, it's, and it's calm. And the disciples are are amazed, right? As we are. Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? They're, they're filled with, it says they were filled with great awe. Now that's a nice way of saying they they were more terrified than ever. That Jesus could speak to the storm and that it would obey him. It, that's, that's what really hits them. Because now they know the one who is with them in the boat and the power that resides there. It's what brings them to their knees. They were filled with great awe. Who is this? This one that we worship, this one that we are with, this one who stands with us. Who is this? That even the wind and the waves obey him. But you know what? I think Jesus, when he says peace, be still, isn't only talking to the waves and the wind. I think he's also talking to the disciples and to us. And while the wind and the waves hear that message, peace, be still, and it comes... The disciples hear that message, peace be still, and they're afraid. More than ever. Because they're not sure yet. They're not sure yet if Jesus is for them. He's with them. But is He for them? Because if he's not with this kind of power, that is more terrifying than ever. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, as the Gospel continues, and as it comes to us, and as we hold in our hands the gifts of His grace, and as we hear in His Word, I will never abandon you I will never forsake you I am with you always to the end of the age you can know God is not only with you in the storm in the boat he's for you he's for you so when he says peace be still that word is for you you can trust him and you can rely on his strength his power to answer your storm because at the end of the day the reality is it's not our boat it's not our storm it's not our direction it's It's not not our story. All of it is his. He is the one who is driving it. He is the one who stands above it. He is the one who stands with us in it. He is the one who gives us strength not to overcome by our power, but to hear his word. Peace. Be still. God's got this. Even when we don't. It's for that reason that I chose to uh, use the song that we're going to sing next. It starts with a chorus of humble thyself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. And it moves from there to another chorus, awesome God. Our God is an awesome God. He's awesome not just in his goodness, but in his power. And we don't have to try to be stronger. We can be humble and simply get in his boat. He'll take us safely to the shore. And we can trust he's not only with us, he is for us. In Jesus' name, amen.